Now more than ever, it's important to show support for your team and your community. Visa and the National Football League know that local businesses help your community move the ball down the field. Small businesses everywhere are overcoming challenges in these new times thanks to teammates like you and Visa. Because when everyone pitches in, everyone benefits. Being loyal to local businesses ignites growth and supports all of us in our communities. Because they know that where you shop matters, Visa urges you to support local retailers who are making shopping safe and reliable. And remember, tap to pay with a contactless Visa wherever you see the contactless symbol to help support your community. Visa, official partner of the NFL. I love the Raiders. Most of all, I love to win. You are now listening to State of the Nation with Jimmy Durkin, Vic Tafer, Ted Nguyen, and Deshaun Reed on the Athletic Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to State of the Nation, a late-night post-game edition here on the Athletic Podcast Network. Jimmy Durkin, Vic Tafer, Ted Wynn, Deshaun Reed, ready to talk about the 2-0 Las Vegas Raiders and Derek Carr's ownership of Drew Brees. 2-0 now against the Saints, and Drew Brees outdueled him again. And by the looks of how Drew Brees played in this game, I'm pretty confident in saying this is probably the last time they'll face each other. Wow, you're saying the only is eternal. He'll own him for It's eternal. Brees ain't playing four more years, and that's unless they meet in the Super Bowl. That's that's the only. I'm way not sure he's playing four more the next weeks. Time they play. He looked tonight. Good <laughs> lord! Right? I mean, uh, if you told me the Raiders would have no pressure at all and he'd only score 24 points, I wouldn't have believed you. But it's true. It happened. I was gonna say it's crazy because the Saints were able to move the ball. So easily, collectively, and there were really some opportunities there for for Breeze, where he just missed some wide open guys, and they, they could have easily scored more than twenty four points tonight, even without Michael Thomas. But I, I don't think the stat sheet really shows it. But he was pretty bad tonight. I was kind of surprised. That was my first time seeing Drew Breeze in person, and that wasn't the most impressive showcase. You're like you're questioning all the hype. Like, what? This guy's supposed to be good? This guy's this guy's <laughs> terrible. Hall of Fame? No way. Forty one. I just looked at I looked at the I, I just mean, looked at the Alvin Kamara stats. He had uh, six point one yards of carry and ten point six yards of catch. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean Drew Brees ends up throwing for three hundred and twelve yards, but yeah, I mean a, not an impressive outing. I mean not only did they not have Michael Thomas, you know Emmanuel Sanders didn't really show up. You know three targets, one catch, eighteen yards. Jared Cook only two catches for thirteen yards on five targets against his former team. He did have a touchdown, but those guys uh, are the, the players you really needed them to have step up with uh, with Thomas out didn't. Drew Brees looked terrible, but why are we talking about the Saints? Uh, the Raiders are two and zero. Derek Carr, I mean, like we said, I mean, a, a really, really good, efficient game for him. Yeah, he started off a little shaky just because there was there were some opportunities to hit guys downfield. I mean, he, he missed a pass to Ruggs on that corner route, and there was an out and up where Darren Waller was wide open. I have no idea why he didn't throw to him because he pump faked to him to open up that double move. And there was a safety inside of him, but there was more than enough space to throw that ball. I don't know why he didn't throw it. And that crossing route, I, I thought he had a little more time, but he was actually pressured pretty bad there. But after that, he was just surgical. He just, you know, this was his kind of game where he could make quick decisions and uh, just get guys to ball. And his placement was really good. That's why guys were able to run after the catch. Uh, so credit to Derek Carr. This is uh, one of the better games I've seen him play, I thought. In the post-game press conference, I think he, he spoke about that double move play to Waller. 
he was saying something was going on with the offensive line where he couldn't step up to where he wanted to. And he, he felt like if he would have thrown it from where he was, that the, the safety would have had an opportunity to pick off the pass. So I, I guess he just deemed that one too risky. But yeah, I agree. This is, um, like I said, clean, efficient game. You know, after that, that second drive where they went scoreless, they, they scored four in a row. And I believe he completed 19 of, of 24 passes and, and threw for three touchdowns. And that ended up being the sequence that pretty much you know, one in the game. We got to talk Darren Waller. Huge breakout game for him on the big stage. Targeted 16 times, 12 catches, 103 yards. Uh, he did get into the end zone. Big game for Waller. And I think, uh, you know, I, I saw a Tony Dungy tweet where he basically said, you know, I'd seen highlights of the guy, but I'd never seen uh, a full game of, of Darren Waller. And, uh, you know, basically referred to him as, as one of the best pass catching tight ends, you know, as good as any pass catching tight end in the league. And I, I think for a lot of people that are getting their first look at Darren Waller, that's what you saw tonight. Yeah, he's like a really big receiver. He's a play receiver in college and he definitely has those instincts in the hands and he's got the you know, athletic ability and just uh he's a guy you can throw him the ball when he's not totally open, which I think sometimes Derek doesn't want to do that, but he showed tonight a couple times where he'll make plays regardless. So I think he's a guy Definitely can look to you on third downs and key situations to bail you out of. They just had no answer for him. Like I think they wanted Malcolm Jenkins to shut him down, or they thought that was going to be the game plan, or at least slow him down. And he just roasted Malcolm Jenkins, who's one of the better tight end cover cover guys in the league. Then they try to put a linebacker on him. Then they try to put you know the cornerback PJ Williams on him. They didn't, they just didn't have an answer for him. He he was impressive. I think. They were using him on a lot of little option routes, and uh, Gruden talked about last year how he wanted Waller to get more involved with those option routes, and I think they uh, they played a big part in his big game today. Yeah, I think the interesting part about his game was that he didn't have any really huge plays or any super long catches. It was pretty methodical, um, kind of dink and dunk uh, down the field, which is what Carr did pretty much with everybody. I think he completed passes to 11 different targets tonight, and Obviously, Waller was the most prolific of those guys. And, and even the one touchdown that he had, you know, it was a short little play action, one-yard touchdown catch. And so he didn't have any any individual plays that really jumped off the page, but just his collective effort, you know, obviously next to Carr, he was, you know, one of the best players in offense in it. You know, you mentioned the touchdown, going for it on fourth down there. They went for it again later on and got it. A lot of accusations have been thrown out about John Gruden being too conservative, but I mean, I, I think the, the world of the NFL is shifting toward it being a, a better analytical play uh, to go for it on fourth down, and, and the Raiders seem to to lean on that tonight, and and that was a big help. I mean, that fourth down touchdown that was huge. Yeah, I agree, and I also think like the Saints definitely made an effort to take away Josh Jacobs, but they still kept going to him. And he had some big runs late. I think he finished with. Uh, looking at 27 carries for 88 yards and uh, three catches for 17 yards. But he's definitely the, you know, their main cog of their offense, and you can't just take him away. I liked, I liked their patience with, with him, and he still made plays late and they helped him win the game. He only averaged three yards a carry, but it was still a very impressive game just knowing you know how good that Saints run defense is. The Raiders offensive line was beat up. Richie Incognito had to leave the game. Trent Brown wasn't there. And there were plays where he was getting hit in the backfield, but he was just kept on grinding. And he was like, you, you almost never see him get tackled by the first guy. And um, I was really impressed by Jacob's efforts tonight. I think part of why Gruden was so aggressive, and I wrote it in my story tonight, was just how terrible the defense was, the Raiders' defense. I mean, the way the Saints were moving the ball, I know Breeze didn't look great, but I don't think he had a lot of confidence that those guys could, could get a stop if they needed it. And I think Vic might have tweeted early on that they might need 40 to 
to win this one. They didn't quite get to 40, but they got close to it with 34. So, you know, when, when, you're, when your defense is having that kind of afternoon, I think you have to be aggressive. Yeah, I mean, selectively aggressive, you know, in those fourth down situations. But, you know, we talk about not huge plays. A lot of their possessions were ball control, long possessions, eight plus plays, nine, you know, really controlling the ball. They dominated the time of possession. And I think that was important because, like you said, their defense is not good. But they did make a couple plays. Obviously, Nick Morrow basically was gifted an interception. The key here today was keep the Saints offense off the field. As bad as Drew Brees might have been playing, you still don't want Drew Brees out there on the field with Alvin Kamara. That seemed to be the key tonight was keep their offense out there on the field and and not expose their defense uh, more than they had to. Yeah, their last drive when they scored their field goal to ice the game. I like the confidence that uh, Gruden showed in both Derek and in uh, Henry Ruggs. They threw the ball deep on third and five, and Ruggs got the pass and the French call. But that was a nice play. I thought definitely you take a shot there, and if you're too conservative, that's how you lose games. So I like the, the shot downfield. Both Ruggs and Brian Edwards played really well today, too. You could see Ruggs getting open. He He's getting open downfield. Him and Carr just aren't quite on the same page. I think he drew two pass interference calls today, right? I think that's right, yeah. And Brian Edwards had a couple big catches, too, against some good cornerbacks the Saints have. So good sign for the Raiders moving forward. I think those guys are just going to keep getting better, and hopefully Carr and Ruggs get on the same page. I also think it was kind of um, giving Daniel Carlson a chance at the end of the game to, to attempt that 54-yarder. You know, I mean, you know, like you said, with that conservative kind of narrative that surrounds John Rudin, he could have, you know, punted that if he didn't want to give the Saints that kind of field position. Carlson came up clutch and made it and, and pretty much sealed the game there. And, and you know, as, as Carr told us after the game, he, I think he was going to the hospital because his, his um, fiance was having, having his first baby. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. What's up, everybody? It's time again to talk about Fubo TV. Football season is rolling. The Raiders are 2-0, and you don't want to miss any of the action. Fubo TV offers a family plan where three people can watch for once or a standard base plan with two screens at once. So if you happen to have someone in your house who wants to watch something other than football, they'll be taken care of too. There's 30 hours of DVR storage, local broadcasts available, and NBC Sports is included on the national feed. With the NFL season rolling, Fubo TV will not disappoint. Stay updated on your favorite teams as well as local broadcast news. So go to FuboTV.com athletic today and get 15% off your first month. You won't regret it. That's FuboTV.com slash athletic. Start your first month today. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about, with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com nation and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle. But now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com nation today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com nation. 
GetRoman.com slash nation. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. I won't be at the stadium this year. I'll be watching from home just like you, with my kids crawling over my back or trying to switch the TV to their cartoons. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. You know, another play that the Vic you wrote about, you, you tweeted about it, and Derek Carr very much appreciated your tweet. So I hope he liked it. I hope he maybe retweeted it. He, he very much enjoyed your tweet after the Zay Jones touchdown, where you, you pointed out that the connection they showed on that play was really a reflection of all the work that they did in the offseason. I didn't even do the at Derek Carr thing on the tweet. I just kind of, I should have done that, but I don't have to, I guess. But uh, yeah, I thought it was cool because... Um, <laughs> We talked about the, the, the workouts they had at the park. There was 30 guys there at some point late in the summer. But way back when, early in the summer, there was only two guys out there, and it was Derek Carr and Zay Jones. So I think uh, Zay Jones worked very hard this offseason. If you looked at it back probably in the draft, you would have guessed he wouldn't make the roster. I wouldn't sure he'd be in the top five guys that keep. But based on his work this summer and in training camp, he made the roster, and now he's making plays in, in game two. So definitely a, a nice moment for both those guys. I think trust is a big thing, you know, with Carr and his receivers and – it was a cover two. Zay Jones got past the corner, but the safety was pretty tight on that throw, and he trusted him, ripped it to the sideline, and uh, made that catch. So I'm sure you know working together, getting that chemistry and trust in the offseason was big for uh, Carr to trust Jones on that type of play. What did you guys think of the whole uh, hand sanitizer celebration? I liked it. Yeah, Creative. Right. Yeah. So the first Raiders touchdown at Legion Stadium. Not Josh Jacobs, not Darren Waller. Not Henry Ruggs. It's a pass to Alec Ingold, the fullback, who on the postgame Zoom for a couple questions got to pretend that he was Derek Carr, but we won't bore you with that. But uh, Alec Ingold, the first Raiders touchdown at, uh, at Allegiant Stadium, a wide open uh, pass to him. That was uh, that was a pretty cool moment for him, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely an assist to Darren Waller, who I think the whole defense was following him on that play. We was in motion, and Ingold stuck in behind those wide open. So a little assist for, uh, for Darren Waller. The play call is very fitting, too. It was uh, it was a version of Spider 2Y Banana, but instead of a banana, it was just Waller uh, kind of acting as a decoy. So I guess you call it Spider 2Y Decoy, but uh fitting call for John Gruden. One guy who could have been the GOAT tonight was Jalen Richard. Obviously, the uh, the pretty bad fumble, a pitch right to him that he just dropped. I mean, there was can't complain about where that was placed. It was right there. But the Raiders' defense, maligned as much as they were, did get a stop on the, the Saints' ensuing possession. And, uh, and Richard, on the Raiders' next possession, redeemed himself by... Uh, Look like pretty much the same play call, the same pitch. He caught it and, and goes twenty yards for the touchdown. You know, we know Richard's had had a big moment before against the Saints in his uh, NFL debut, and uh, for him to, to have a chance to redeem himself after that fumble was was pretty big. You know, after that, I thought Gruden was going to be done with Richard, and not only did he put him back in a game, he tossed him another ball in a third and ten situation, and he scored a touchdown. So uh, that, that was cool of him. Yeah, I mean, you got to feel like that's something that could pay dividends down the road, too. Obviously, it paid dividends tonight, but, I mean, if you just kind of immediately go away from the guy and you get a guy down in his head, that, uh, that you might lose him for a couple weeks. But to be able to get him to kind of have a exit that game with a positive taste in his mouth probably helps him going forward. 
we're not going to harp too much on the negativity of the defense, but I, how high is the concern level about this group? I mean, it was like we mentioned, I mean, it was very easy to move the ball on them. Uh, you know, Saints average 5.9 yards per carry, uh, 8.2 yards per pass attempt. And that's with Drew Brees just missing open receivers. They face Cam Newton and the Patriots next week. How concerned are we going forward? Or do we just accept that this defense, like they were in 2016, was not a good defense? But if the offense is good enough, uh, they'll find ways to survive. Yeah, I think you've got to be a little concerned. I think last week we were all questioning where was Malik Collins. Today I was questioning where was Corey Littleton. I think um, those are two of the big names they brought in. I had you know, high hopes on Gruden. And both Paul Gunther said a lot of nice things about him. But... Uh, I wouldn't say they're after a good start. I think definitely, like I mentioned, Kamara's stats were huge. I just think um, if Drew Brees is at all accurate tonight, if he's anything close to his normal self or his old self, uh, they probably lose tonight. So I think they're lucky that uh, Drew Brees had a bad night. I'm pretty concerned. It's like they have flashes. You know, they, they may have, you know, the Packers might get their player to every other drive or, you know, as you said, they'll come over the stop here and there, but they aren't, haven't really been able to put in t- together anything consistent. And I think a big thing outside of Michael Thomas being out tonight, you know, the Saints committed a lot of penalties. They had 10 penalties for over 100 yards. Um, and that was something that, you know, some of those stops that the Raiders got, you know, the, the Saints would just shoot themselves in the foot with, with holding penalties or other unnecessary penalties. Yeah, yeah. Next week's going to be a huge challenge. I mean, they haven't really pressured the quarterback, and then they're going to be facing one of the best offensive lines in football and the Patriots. And, we see how effective that run game is with Cam Newton and the option attack they have. It's going to be a tough task for the Raiders' defense, especially what we've seen from their run defense, especially without Nick Kwiatkowski in the lineup. It's going to be tough. You know, so the night kind of ended on a, on a little bit of a weird note um, with, with John Gruden. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, uh, the final question he gets, and obviously this is a you know pandemic world. We we deal with Zoom interviews where you don't get to follow up, you don't get to catch a guy coming off the podium. He's asked a question about you know not doing a great job of wearing his mask, which uh, you know could cost him in, in, in the wallet. Uh, we've heard other coaches getting fined a hundred thousand dollars, and he drops in there. Well. You know, I had the virus. I know how bad it is. I'm sensitive to this, and I, I gotta, I'll do, try to do a better job. <laughs> was one way to end the press conference, right? I, I exit stage left, and I'm, and I'm gone. Like what? <laughs> you're, like, hey! you're hitting your button, like you're hitting your raise hand button and your unmute button. Like, hey! But he's gone. So, uh, yeah, I, that was definitely uh, one way to do it. But um, try to text him afterwards. He didn't reply, but he did reply to Jerry McDowell and said he had it in mid July, which is before training camp, and. Um, yeah, it's just, I mean, I think some players knew about it, some didn't. There was no big announcement to the team that he had it, just um, kind of word of mouth with some of the team leaders. But um, if you think back to, you know, right around um, before training camp, there's a whole thing where NFL Network had a report about Rich Passaccia did some a, a team Zoom where he kind of, you know, if he joked or whatever is the right word, but he joked that Gruden had the COVID and the players were shocked. And he's like, no, he doesn't. But the point is, be ready for, for anything. It was kind of like a, a, a teaching point, which was weird then, and it's weirder now. They actually had it like two weeks before that, so just a weird, a weird deal. But I mean, as far as the fine, the hundred thousand is nothing for John Gruden. I mean, he's making ten million a year, so he's good with I'll that. Survive COVID. Who cares about the fine? <laughs> he had COVID. Hundred thousand dollars. I mean, he had COVID. Well, guys, what what was the first game in Vegas like? I mean, obviously it would have been a lot more exciting. The fans were there, but uh, just overall review of Allegiant Stadium, getting to see uh, a game there for the first time. You know, me and Vic had 
they've been there for a couple of the scrimmages that, that the Raiders had, the inter-team scrimmages. And, I mean, obviously, there's no fans there. <laughs> so the atmosphere was pretty much the same, just that it had more people around. So it kind of felt, and I know some players have kind of described it this way, but it kind of felt like a, a really fancy scrimmage almost, especially how quiet it was in between plays. And imagine what that, that crowd would have sounded like with the Raiders, you know, making the comeback that they did. Yeah, I was curious about my first game with no fans, and uh, I didn't like it. I gotta tell you, it was uh, it was weird. It was like <laughs> it was kind of eerie, and just uh, I couldn't get into that same old vibe. And just um, especially when, when guys get hurt, like it's, there's a little bit of chatter from the sidelines, hear the sidelines. And at one point, I thought it was funny. The Saints were chanting, def- "The players were chanting defense, defense." Um, but when guys get hurt, like a couple times, guys were on the field, like no one says a word. So it's just like. This whole stadium is just like pitch quiet, like not even a can't hear anything. It's just really, really kind of eerie to me. But um, so yeah, I look forward to the fans getting back in there because it was just wasn't the same. And uh, I can't imagine it must, it must be hard playing in it with, with used to the big adrenaline rush and that's all gone. But uh, same for me. There's no adrenaline rush for me. I missed the uh, adrenaline rush that the players usually get. See, I used to cover San Jose State football, so I'm used to covering games with no fans. All right, well, the 2-0 Raiders are going to be getting ready to head to New England next week. We will get you ready for that game later on this week. And, uh, hey, Derek Carr owns Drew Brees, and uh, he Forever. can he can sleep happy. Uh, he, he, he won't have to see Tom Brady on the front page of uh, of the newspaper on his uh, doorstep tomorrow morning. He uh, he didn't like that that's what he saw the first morning he uh, he moved here, but won't have to deal with that. 2-0. How about that? Raiders are 2-0. 2-0. Crazy stuff. All right, guys. We will talk to you again later this week. Adios. All right. Later, guys.